The following podcast may contain adult language and conversations revolving around situations not suitable for immature audiences. Spoilers and general political incorrectness can often be expected, so listener discretion is advised. They must be destroyed on sight! So I'm here with Paul, P.A. Brunus, from an undisclosed location. Hello. <laughs> and we're going to be talking horror. We've only been wanting to do this since probably, what, before October? Yeah, for a long time now. Yeah. Um, so this is, if you're listening to this on the podcast, which you most likely will be, uh, Daniel's been indisposed the last couple times, so uh, thought it would be a good good time to actually get this in and actually get it done. Um, so uh, we're going to be covering some topics here tonight. Uh, we do have it on, live here on G Plus right now going. Uh, we'll periodically check and see if there's actually anyone up this fucking late asking questions or not. Right. But uh, I don't expect too many people. Um, but we're we're basically just going to be talking horror movies. Uh, uh, we got some topics. These are all topics from Paul. Um. Uh, we're going to be talking about what we've uh, seen and bought as late as of late. Uh, we're going to be going into uh, lesser-known horror films. We both made lists of uh, lesser-known horror films that we want to talk about. More recent releases that we actually thought were good. Films that we think are overrated, that everyone else seems to fucking love, but uh, we're not big fans of, or we just think are, you know, overrated. Right. And, and also... Uh, just just sort of like fun films, maybe ones that are more like horror comedies and, and shit like that. So uh, we definitely have a lot of stuff we can definitely go through here. So mm-hmm. yeah, And it's just all just our own perspective. I mean, we, we might not even have a reason why one is overrated in our eyes. We just don't care for it. Simply as that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do you think, what, what do you feel like uh, going into first here, Paul? Well, I don't know. Let's say um, might as well go jump in and uh, and just go for uh, just you want to just jump right in and do the um, oh you want to start off with like a negative thing. Let's go with the overrated. Fuck it. Let's start this thing on a downhill slide of let's shit. Start it. Yeah, let's start it real negative and then we yeah, can pick it up. Yeah. Nice, nice and positive. We can have a real happy finish. But uh, yeah, that one thing, thing, thing. All right. So I, I don't actually. I only have like um, we we were we were sort of thinking of doing like sort of like top ten. List did not get ten movies for overrated films. I I got I got to nine, so that, yeah, that's still that's, pretty decent. Yeah, I mean that's that's good. I mean because like overrated sometimes just means you don't like it, and that's that's fine. If you can only get nine, that's actually doing pretty good. Yeah. I don't know how many I got. I didn't even read it. I didn't even count it because I can't count. Why don't you go ahead? You're the you're the owner. Well, the king first goes one first. I, yeah, the king of your tube, not the king of horror yeah. tube though. No, no. Uh, if if there is such a fucking thing, um, I'm sure there's somebody. Uh, there probably is. Um, so I think the the first one I got my, on my list is uh, from 1987. Uh, the Lost Boys really comes to mind as being fucking overrated. And I'm not saying it's a terrible film or nothing. No. Um, I mean it's got good actors in it. There's a lot of good stuff in it. Good soundtrack. But 
it's just a little too hip and a little too overrated, I think. I think uh, Near Dark is a way better fucking vampire film. I was going to say, um, for some reason, and I was going to say Near Dark, another one that came into my head as soon as you said The Lost Boys. Um, it's not on my list, but when I watched it, um, Nightbreed. Nightbreed. Is it Night, Night, Nightbreed? Yeah. I was like, I don't like that film. I watched it a couple times, and it still doesn't do anything for me at all. Oh, yeah, that's the um, Clive Barker uh, film, right? Yeah, the Clive Barker. Oh, and yeah. it's got David Cronenberg as a serial killer in it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that's kind of interesting. But, yeah, it still didn't ever do anything for me the whole time. I've watched it like six times now. My wife loves it. Oh, you know what? Um, they just recently re-released that on DVD and Blu-ray uh, from um, Shout Factory's yep. uh, horror division. Mm-hmm. That do all the releases, yeah. Um, they just they just re-released it, and apparently it's like a director's cut that's supposed to fix all the problems with the movie. As far oh, as I'll, have to, I'll, I'll, I'll have to check it out again. Oh. Watch it again, see if that... Sometimes it's the littlest things that make a movie better for some person. Some yeah. People. So, give it a go again. Yeah, I never... That, that, these don't mean they're bad movies. No. They just... We don't care for them as much as other people, maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, 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 that one's one that's not even on my fucking radar. I mean, I saw it like once and forgot about it for the most mm-hmm. part. Another one on my list, uh, The Descent from 2005. Again, I'm not saying it's a terrible movie. I'm just saying it's overrated. And honestly, I didn't like the fact that there were actually monsters in the movie. I kind of thought the monsters ruined the uh, the whole the whole thing. You didn't need mm-hmm. monsters in that film, as far as I was concerned. I thought the claustrophobia and the tension and the, the friction between the actual characters was enough to make it a really good horror film, and I thought the monsters were almost kind of a cop-out. And then there's even a bigger cop-out, which is the American ending of that film, where the, the final chick manages to, manages to escape or whatever from the, from the yeah, cave system. The bounds, there, right? From the bounds of... Uh... Of uh, feminism and stuff, she she wins, you know. <laughs> the, the bounds of the, the male misogynist film, the the heroine wins at the end. That's because you have to have that, otherwise you're bad. Yeah. They they like to do that. Uh, that that harkens me to the end of uh, Alien vs Predator, where a woman, the woman, you know, and the and the predator win at the end. Sorry, you know, a spoiler. Um, <laughs> but she's she's standing above the Arctic Circle in a tank top. Yeah, and she's not gonna win. Fi- she seemed, and she seems fine with it. You know, like you know, I'm just you know rocking around with a say, predator up at uh, the in above the Arctic Circle. I'm good. I'm good. Fine. Yeah, cool. I'm good. I'm gonna die from yeah, die from exposure. But we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't uh, even she doesn't even pretend to shiver. That's how yeah. how epic she is. <laughs> That's a yeah. good one, yeah. No. I've actually never watched The Descent. I never watched it. No? No. It, I ha- I have basically an asshole. So there's a <laughs> lot of things I don't watch solely on the fact that I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you ever do watch it, make sure you get the British cut of the film. That that would be the one to watch because okay. that's that's the downbeat, realistic ending to the film instead of the happy "oh she survived" and now we can make a direct-to-video sequel ending of the film. Kind of like Army of Darkness. <laughs> it's got the happy um, ending and it's got the you know I'm an idiot ending. Yeah, 
my, ne- my next one on my list is Scream from 1996. Uh, this one I do not like. Um, I've, I've never been a fan of these uh, cutesy, in-the-know sort of horror films where everything's a pop culture reference and, and they just spawn countless sequels and countless imitators that did the exact same bullshit as them making these PG-13 horror fucking films about young, hot teenagers being killed um, and not in interesting ways. And Yeah, not in interesting ways and serious lack of tits. Yeah. Uh, it was on my people, list as well. Alright, well, so yeah, some people some people seem to think this is like some uh, rebirth of slasher films and actually I kind of think it kind of just sort of puts slasher films in bubble wrap and coddles it, kind of, you know. Um, right. I, I never I never really liked, I never really fucking cared for it. And to make things worse, this film essentially, I don't know if it was a conscious ripoff or if it was just by uh, luck, but there was a film before that called um, There's Nothing Out There from the There's early 90s. There's Nothing Out There, yeah. Yeah, and, and it was the exact same thing as Scream, essentially. Uh, a, yeah. a, a guy who knows that all of them are characters in a horror movie, and at least that one has all the exploitation elements still intact, right? So it's still a slasher film, but it's you know a clever one. Right. And then you get uh, 1981, I think it was, is the film Scream. 1981, mm-hmm. I think it was, the film Scream came out. It's actually called Scream, and I'm like, "Wow, look at that!" <laughs> That's uh, I don't know if I've seen that one. Yeah, it's a strange one. I don't really. I've watched it, and I still can't get it. But yeah. uh, but at least I've I, I checked it out. But yeah, the film Scream. One for me that I since since you clicked on one of mine, I guess I'll throw one of mine out there was uh, the Saw films. I just oh like yeah. Them. I can't believe I didn't actually put those on my list. That that actually, there you go. There's my number ten on the fucking list. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the um, the thing that really points out the overrated aspect of certain movies for me is the fact that they do spawn constant and mindless sequels. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's uh, yeah. The Saw films are. I, I I thought the first one was okay. It had a decent twist at the end, and it was sort of semi original for for its time. But then it got too cute with the sequels, convoluted characters, convoluted plot twists, all-knowing super serial killer who can make these elaborate traps that always work. Uh, just absolute bullshit. Did not care for it. And honestly, kind of a, just a more bloody, um, gore-drenched rip-off of, like, Hostel, which I think yeah. is way better than the Saw films. I never watched Hostel. The simple fact that uh, you know everyone said, "Don't watch Hostel." I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Hostel is actually good. Hostel is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go for some other pulp culture shit that just kind of smeared the screens for a while. Uh, the Ring and the Grudge. I always just, yeah. I just put them together since they're just ripping off each other anyway. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Uh, J horror remakes in the in the uh, North America. Um, mm-hmm. I thought I thought the Ring was okay. The Grudge I did not fucking care for. I hate the Grudge. I think it's mm-hmm. silly and stupid. Uh, the Ring has some good visuals. I never really cared for the story that much. I, I I like the Japanese one slightly better, the original, but even then I don't care for it all that much. I just it was just another trend. Oh, it's J horror this year. It's uh, 
uh, hostile ripoff films this year. It's uh, fucking zombie films this year. I mean, it, the the whole the whole 2000s have been sort of a basically a late 90s 2000s have been sort of a trend of this year we're going to rip off these films. Just this year we're going to rip off these. And I, I mean, of course, they do that shit all the time anyway. Even back uh, in the eras that we liked the best, but I mean, at least the movies were generally better. Um, these don't entertain me at all. I, I I can only take so many creepy-looking Asian children with ghosty, ghostly white faces and long-haired, uh, contortionist uh, female Asian ghosts crawling around and stuff before I get kind of bored, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, especially the uh, the creepy uh, female ghost crawling around everywhere or just that shaky head bullshit that they do because they're supposed to be all freaky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? That like fast movement contortion yeah. stuff. Yeah, that was a perfect example of that crap. And it's and that it, that has actually been smeared lovingly, as an enema would be, into uh, <laughs> other films. But the other films have managed to hold up, even though oh. some of that aspect was in there. If you know what I mean. Um, look at um, just about every modern. Uh Ghost film uh, and possession film that have been the the craze in the last five or six years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, almost all of them, whether they're big budget pictures or direct to DVD, all their ghosts look like J horror ghosts, like Japanese mm-hmm. ghosts. So they, they all look like the stuff from the fucking Ring and and the Grudge. Now, I mean, it, it's been a some some fucking Yahoo with a cheap CGI program. Paints up one of their actors to look like uh, Sadiko or whatever the fuck her name is from The Ring, and there you've, you've got your villain for your uh, ghost movie. Why do all these ghosts look like they came out of the water? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah, that's a uh, that's something that has. Uh, no, I'll put uh, down a. I think I have it. One of my on a, the the new movie list because me new movies could mean anything. I don't really watch. I don't really watch new movies. So if I throw a fourteen-year-old movie into the list, it's new to me. Um, Amityville Horror, the remake, I actually really enjoyed, and I don't like remakes. I did too, actually. Yeah. And even though they tried to throw a little bit of that stupid-ass ring ghost girl bullshit in there, it still held up for me. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I I thought I thought the acting was good. I thought Ryan Reynolds was. Pretty good in it. Um, yeah, I mean, he really kind of related to the. I mean, he really filled that character role the right way. I like the fact that even they got the girl who played the the wife actually had a little bit of a speech impediment, just like the girl in the first one did. Yeah, yeah. And so, I like I like that. And I especially like the babysitter scene, not just because it was Rachel Nichols as the babysitter who's super fucking hot, but that scene was like legitimately pretty well done, pretty mm-hmm. pretty tense. So. You can't get better than the pig eyes out the window from the original, though. I mean, that's mm. yeah, you can't beat that. That's I remember my mom told me she that still freaks her out. So yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, another one uh, that um, I appreciate, for God's sakes, yes, but is way overrated is the crow. The crow, uh, the crow has not aged well. I I just recently saw it again. Um, 
a lot of movies from the 90s have not aged well, as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah, a you, lot of you, them... you have almost timeless films from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and, and even the 80s, but 90s fall flat on their face. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it has to do is that a lot of movies from the 90s sort of ape that MTV sort of imagery, mm-hmm. and that instantly fucking dated them. Like, it, it, it didn't make them timeless. It made them of their time. So yes. when, you, when you look back on that shit, it's like some of that just looks really lame now. You take a... Well, I mean, how how can you say, like, a, a World War II movie is timeless? No, it, it shoves you in back into a certain time. You don't make a, a movie all about when the Berlin Wall fell and you think you can make it seem like it's today. No, yeah. it's it's shoved back in 1989. It's the way it is. It was 1989. I have no idea what American history is. I don't live here. <laughs> I don't live there. But, uh, yeah, that's one of the ones that it's like, really? I just remember angry teenagers. I mean, like, I just think back to, like, just angry, angry teenagers who don't know why they put black, you know, lipstick on and hate everyone. yeah. Because um, I was one of those guys, so I remember that. <laughs> and maybe that's a maybe that's sort of a phenomenon that only kind of affects people like you and me who you know had their formative years in the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> as young adults, yeah. we look back yeah. on it like, oh my fuck, we were so lame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like every no wonder everyone hated us. Look yeah. at that. I I hate me too now. Um, that's yeah, that's that's the one that's one of the ones that I, I know people adore, but the adornment is more just, you know, reliving the past instead of saying it's a good film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh I, I definitely got some here now that I'm getting into on my list that are probably gonna be more controversial. Um you might even disagree with me on a couple of these. Um Sleepaway Camp from nineteen eighty three, I think's very overrated. I don't um, like the fact that it's a sausage fest, but at least Sleepaway <laughs> Camp 2 made up for the fact that oh yeah, that it was a complete sausage I, fest. I think I sleep I think Sleepaway Camp 2 is the the real gem in that series. Yeah. Um, I do think Sleepaway Camp 1 was a novel idea and I like the concept of it and how fucked up the the mom was to make this whole twisted sister, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um I do like but, that. But but I think yeah I think uh, that movie is overrated because everyone talks about the final twist and they don't talk about the rest of the movie mm-hmm. which was kind of a bore for me personally. Yeah. Well I mean the killing was uh, was very blatant and mm-hmm. and and it was very sparse if you try if you know what I'm trying to say in my yeah. eyes for a, for a, for a, a for a, a camp killer movie as we expect ones to be that one was a little bit tame. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that 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 came out in an era of uh, Friday the Thirteenth and stuff like that where the heavy hitters. I mean even yeah. stupid ones like Cheerleader Camp and stuff like that. They, yeah. they came out then. Yeah. But it was so, it was a good one. I mean it's a good film. I don't mind the film. Oh yeah, I don't I don't hate it. Like like again but, I uh, Sausage Fest. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a little bit too bland on that on that side. Another one I'll probably get raked over the coals for. Um, this is one where I like the remake much much better. Oh, I hate Hills you have, already. The Hills Have Eyes from 1977. Yeah. I, I, I think that movie's overrated. I think it's inferior to uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think it's not that interesting of a movie. It, it does have Michael Berryman in it. I do, I do enjoy that because he's awesome. 
But other than that, I don't find the movie all that great, honestly. I uh, watched it recently again, and I was going to put that on the list, but then I was like, no, I do like it, you know. Uh, so I, I, did, I left it off the list. But yeah, sure. uh, if you look at the classics, throw them all together, that one, it, that one will bang down to the bottom of the list, if you know yeah. what I mean. Um, but, you know, I'll just say I hate you forever because you put it on the list. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, I can look. And it makes everyone happy then, because yeah. you know, there's if we, there's no animosity, we can't agree on everything. But uh, that almost actually made my list. <laughs> uh, an- another on my list, uh, The Exorcist from 1973. That almost um, made my fucking list too. And yeah. I was like, mother sucks, cock and hell, let Jesus fuck you. Okay, <laughs> I know. I mean, like, I thought of those scenes, and I was like, no, it's not going on my list. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, I don't like The Exorcist. Uh, I, maybe it's just my inherent uh, atheism. Well, I think... Actually, that's a good point. I was just about to say, people that were terrified of that film were brainwashed Catholics. That's, if you're not a brainwashed Catholic, if you don't believe in boogeymen and, 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 and possession, it, it really falls flat. Yeah, I, you, I've, I've, I've never run into a, a Christian horror movie where I've found the concepts all that scary just because I find the whole mythology kind of ridiculous myself, mm-hmm. like, compared yeah. compared to older mythologies. Um, and, I mean, The Exorcist, technically, it's a great-looking film. It's a well-acted film. It's got great special effects, all that shit. Nice theme but, song. <laughs> yeah, great, great theme song, but yeah. it's... I think it's highly overrated. People call it the scariest movie ever, and I'm like, yeah, it's not that. Well, that's because yeah. they they're they're afraid of of a boogeyman, and yeah. they're oh, and and I just don't I don't find their irrational fears to translate into a good movie. And of course, the pervert in me would rather watch uh, Linda Blair in part two anyway. I would watch Linda Blair in Chained Heat when she has the big shower <laughs> yeah. scene with all the girls. I think um, that's Chained Heat. I can't remember. Girls in Trouble. Yeah. Yeah, and, chains. <laughs> and uh, The Exorcist Part Two is also a terrible movie, but it's so good that it's bad. It's got Richard Burton just slumming for a paycheck and slurring his words between drinks, and uh, and Linda Blair and Linda Blair walking around in the ninety for half the movie. So I mean, the heretic. Yeah, yeah, the heretic. Exactly. The heretic. Yeah. Um, I didn't put it on the list. See, this list is getting a lot bigger than I thought it was. Um, <laughs> but I didn't put it on the list, but another movie that, that has its attributes that I like, and and especially the nurse jumping off the, the, the building with the rope around her neck, but oh, The Omen... The Omen, yeah. ...is a very boring-ass movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it, as a whole, and uh, actually, I think some of the remake, because they, they remade The Omen, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, I think... I think the remake points out the fact that it's a boring movie by completely overdoing every kill. <laughs> you know, I almost, oh, you can't just have a rod, Kogel, <laughs> which was, I think, a great special effect and a great part in the movie. When the remake happens, it has to be a rod and a million pieces of broken glass. You know what I mean? To like yeah. make it really brutal. And I'm like, you're just pointing out now that you have no meat with your potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. There's another one. We'll throw that one on the list. How do you think about right. The Omen? Um, I, I like it better than The Exorcist. There you um, go. Okay. Because yeah. that one's more blatantly like an evil protagonist running around killing people and stuff, mm-hmm. essentially. 
I, I do I, like I do like nasty little demon children. I find them more interesting than just possessed mm-hmm. people, you know. Right, because like, uh, and that's the thing is that that's a part of the human condition is like, can you actually shoot a kid? Yeah, you know what and, I mean. That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, because you go back to uh, some of those taboo um, horror films like uh, The Devil Times Five, and uh, I think there's one I can't think of the name of it right now, but but there were ones children, ones about children. But, at ones play. about yeah, ones about chil- ones about killer children. Yeah, and like, the adults are forced to kill them. Like right, their uh, bloody birthday. I think there was another one where it's the girl, the the just three kids. And um, and that one and uh, well yeah children at play the whole mm-hmm. town has to kill all the kids I mean and it's a and I always I always think of Ken Force in uh, Dawn of the Dead when he had to shoot uh, oh yeah Ken uh, Force he had to shoot those two zombie kids yeah yeah and that was that was they were actually Tom Salvini's nephews or just yeah. a nephew and uh, yeah he said even even in the shooting he didn't like doing that and I'm like what. Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's a little bit harder than it might appear to be. So yeah, that would be a, a animosity for the characters, definitely. Mm. Uh, another one on my list that might get some people turn their heads: uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, nineteen eighty four. I've, yeah, I've yeah. never, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I have just never found that series all that good, and I've, I, I like the movie okay, but I've never found Freddy Krueger to be. Well, iconic. We, we 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 grew up with Freddy Krueger as not a bad guy, as a funny good guy killing all the idiots. Yeah, but um, uh, we we always we always enjoyed his uh, uh, like satire and stuff like that. The way he always joked about everything and screwed around with people. We did like that. I but I can understand where you're coming from. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, as far as the ones popping into my CD, my DVD player. The um, Nightmare on Elm Street line basically sits. Mm, they don't. Um, it doesn't go in there very often. Uh, I like I like the Dream Warriors Part Three. I thought that one was. You, you just good. like the doc and music video. <laughs> That's what you like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like a lot of early Wes Craven films, actually, I don't think um, too of. So. Okay. Yeah. I can see that he's a dick anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do like. Um, I just the one one thing, and I can't ever remember her name. It's like Hammer Schlag fucking. Cunt. Oh, Heather Heather Lank Lankencamp. Lankencamp. I just want to punch her in the face until she dies. I've always, <laughs> always, ever since the first day I've seen her till the today this day, you know. What is it? Twenty-three years later, I still want to kill her. I hate her. She's a Not, horrible actress. She ruined the whole movie for me, and I just wanted to pull that piece of gray hair out of her head back in the in the in the new nightmare and strangle her to death with it. <laughs> so not your so, favorite final girl, I take it. No, no, no. I'll take Amy Steele any day over that. Yeah, Amy Steele for the win. Yeah, agreed. Okay, um, well, I got one, mm-hmm. and you. People will tell me I'm an asshole, but you know very well this is an overplayed th- storyline, and there's a thousand movies out there now that do it better than this. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh yeah, yeah, that's overrated. And yeah. and it's just it's that they just try to throw all this sexy, sa- this sexy kind of nuances on everything, 
but they forget that it's a classic standard movie that's been done a million times, and they kind of just went off the fucking kilter with it. There are some scenes that I like. I like when he's the like a wolf beast doing mm-hmm. the chicken in the fucking garden. Who doesn't want to get a boner under that? But <laughs> in general, I think... And actually, when he turns into the bat at the end, don't get me wrong, that's great. Mm-hmm. And Gary Oldman is an, an amazing... Oh, he's excellent. Yeah, actor. he's excellent. Uh, the klepto and the surfer dude could all go to fucking hell. Because <laughs> they ruined the movie for me, also. Because I just, I'm like, okay, you're in Beetlejuice and you're fucking Bill and Ted. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so that movie, to me, really fell flat on its fucking face. Even though it was pretty interesting, it's got that NC-70 rating uh, in the movie theaters. Back yeah, in the how the hell did it get that rating, man? Yeah, like... there's barely, I don't think there's, I mean, there might be a, a tip in it. Oh. Yeah, part part of the film is like a Harlequin fucking romance book for fuck's mm-hmm. sakes. Because, right. Because half half the time it's 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 fucking Miss steals a lot, just you know fawning over Dracula, and because she's her the reincarnated lost love of his or whatever like whatever yeah. horseshit. Um, mm. It was like you didn't need that for the film. I, I don't think they did. I think that's what sunk the film for me actually. Leslie Nielsen. Story. Leslie Nielsen did a better Dracula. Dracula movie. dead and loving it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was either that was even more true to the actual story and more entertaining in every way. The actors were better, and Amy Yazbek for the win. Oh yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, how? Wow. Ooh, yeah. I will. I will say Bram Stoker's Dracula did have uh, Tom Waits as Rinfield, which was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. But uh, uh, what 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 is your favorite uh, Dracula? So. Well, I'll just think about the 17 million that are out there, and I'll give you mm-hmm. one. Um, out of all the, can I get two? I mean, um, yeah, by okay. era, by by era, by era. I mean, if you had to pick, let's just say you had to pick by era the quintessential vampire films you should you should watch, like everyone should watch. This is a great. This should, should be another fucking film, another list. Mm-hmm. You have to watch Nosferatu. Yeah. You have to watch Dracula. Yeah, you, you know, nineteen thirty-eight or something. Nineteen thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah, thirty-one. So you have to watch the nineteen ten. You have to watch nineteen thirty-one. Then, then do yourself a favor. Get a get a little crazy. Watch uh, Satanic Brides of Dracula with Christopher yeah. Lee. Or if you want a more traditional, watch uh, a horror of Dracula, which is their you know yeah. their take on the original storyline. Yeah. Um. Watch Fright Night because it's a great fucking movie. And if you don't like it, piss off. Right now, yeah, right now, and it's Chris Sarandon. I mean, it's fucking yeah. awesome, and it's Amanda Beale. It's Marcy Darcy. Yeah, um, Marcy Darcy. Yeah, exactly. So that's what is it? Nosferatu, Dracula, Satana Rites of Dracula. Go, you know, traditional. You got your your uh, um, horror of Dracula, and then you got your like Fright Night, more twisted. You know, it's more nuancey of the '80s. I love the '80s. If you want a great Dracula film, the, a vampire film that you can watch all the time, and I never get bored with, is My Best Friend's a Vampire from the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> watch that over and over again. Oh, there's That's a Jim. There, there's a Jim Carrey one too. Love once it, bitten. Fighter. Oh, once, once bitten. bitten. Yeah, the, yeah, the Love at First Bite. That's the Nicolas Cage one. Yeah, and that's a horror. No, it's a, it's a. What the fuck is the Nicolas Cage one? Is that what Love at First Bite? Yeah, that's Love at First uh, Bite. Yeah. There is a that one is a horrible film. I, I just yeah. don't, I don't like it at all. 
but uh, I can see what they're trying to do. Uh, it was more like they kind of focused on the mass hypnotism side of things, and he just went nuts, which is kind of interesting. He's overstressed <laughs> and kind of an asshole. Another yeah. one that's actually pretty interesting. If you if you can stomach like one like, um, you know, love at first bite or whatever that one was called with the Nicolas Cage, get, do yourself a favor probably and watch uh, Vamp and then watch your, watch uh, um, once um, Innocent Blood. Yeah, Innocent Blood's good. I yeah, like that's Innocent Blood. Thing, yeah, and it, uh, and it has more of that kind of brutal aspect, but mixed with this like like you know like sleek you know city like environment. Yeah, it's got uh, Robert Lagoya or whatever the fuck his name is there. He yeah. plays the monster <laughs> yeah. in it. Yeah, um, he's pretty, he's a good actor. He's pretty yeah. funny. Uh, and Vamp has Grace Jones as the head vampire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the one Dracula uh, couple Dracula movies I would recommend, of course, um, the original Nosferatu, original Dracula, of course. Uh, yeah, the remake with Klaus Kinski of Nosferatu. And uh, my favorite Hammer one is actually "Taste the Blood of Dracula." Mm-hmm. I love That's that. The, uh, they beat the shit out of him with the canes. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I do like the, the Victorian sensibilities, which is actually paper thin because they're all cocksuckers underneath it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole movie's about hypocrisy. I like, yeah. I like how he. Uh, I always was really kind of confused because when he beats him to death, because he's wearing the garbs and everything like that in the mm-hmm. ring, he goes away. And Christopher Lee comes in. The first thing he says is, you know, like they've destroyed my minion. You know that. And yeah. uh, but, well, no shit, you're here. He obviously got killed. You know, like how would like how would Christopher Lee ever came back if they didn't destroy his minion? Well, I think the I think the ritual was. Uh, well, actually, that's a good point. That might have been the whole ritual. That was the ritual actually, where he comes yeah. back as Dracula. I'm like, well, it, could, and it worked. But I mean, uh, but yeah, they but beat you to death first. But you know, get over it. But Dracula, Dracula is still you know a greedy, proud motherfucker, and he takes offense to anything. So it's like yeah, these guys, had to, yeah, these guys had the fucking balls to kill my servant. Well, fuck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking rip their heads off. Yeah. yeah. And I want but to marry Paul. I want to marry Paul. There's always a pole everywhere. It, it, it also <laughs> must have just been because they had to write him in at the last minute because originally he wasn't even supposed to be in the film. The, the yeah. villain was supposed to be that Satanist guy. So Right. And, well, it's a really sad... Well, I mean, it sucks to be him, that, he, but uh, it's a sad state of affairs that uh, Christopher Lee didn't appreciate the role that he played. Um, mm. And he was never can-sized, I don't ever think. I don't think Christopher Lee was ever shoved in a hole and said, you have to be Dracula and nobody else. Yeah. But uh, he didn't appreciate the role of Dracula that he played, and that's a sad thing. Yeah, well, he got he got tired of the scripts. I mean, I, yeah. I can I can see his I can see his point when he saw some of these Dracula movies where the effects well, were just so bad. Are you kidding me? I'm not saying that. Fuck you. That's what he actually <laughs> told people. He's like, I'm not saying this. Yeah, that, that's, it. that's that's what he says. Is like, I I went in, I read the script, and these lines were so bad that I refused to read them. That's why in the later films he doesn't speak and uh, hardly at all. Is because he, well, the he, thing is, I love the fact that he doesn't need to. Yeah. Because he does a physical acting. Him, he and uh, Peter Cushing mm-hmm. come from a school of fucking acting, like theatrical acting, where they can emote physically much more than they can even by talking. Like they they have done some great physical performances in their career that uh, just totally destroy half the current actors of their time speaking. So yeah, if you uh, if you watch. Um a film with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing in it, you're just watching a classic film. There's no... Yeah. They never made a bad one. 
they 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 elevate everything to at least watchable. <laughs> yes, absolutely. They never made a bad film. They made an okay film at least. I mean, if the film was shit, they still made it into a good film. If you yep. know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, here's one for me. I did Bram Stoker. But I'll do another one just to piss mm-hmm. everybody off. Sleepy Hollow. What a shit flick. You don't like that one? I fucking hate it. I don't care if it's got Christopher Walken in it. I don't <laughs> like it. I watched it. I've hated it since the day I've seen it, and I still can't stand that movie. I live almost like you know an hour and a half away from Sleepy Hollow, New York. When, and I just I like the idea. It reminds me of the Dullahan Irish... Um, Demon with the headlet that he runs. I think that's where that fucking thought came from was when the Irish settlers came over. I don't know, but uh, I don't like everything else about it. They just, I don't like when they take a solid folklore and then throw a whole bunch of other shit in there to make it longer. If you, I mean, that's what it seems like they did. And and do you uh, do you like Tim Burton at all as a director anyway, or? I like Nightmare Before Christmas a lot, and yeah. I like uh, Beetlejuice, and I like uh, there's another one that he did that I like, and I can't remember what it is, but that's about it. But yeah, yeah. that one I just didn't like. Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, I I was when when I first saw it, I was like starved for fucking Hammer Horror and stuff like that, and then when I saw like Christopher Lee in a cameo and yeah. Uh, and and all this sort of uh, Hammer-like fucking imagery and stuff that, you know, basically it was an homage to Hammer films in a way. Uh, it does have some of the Tim Burton kind of quirky bullshit, which I personally don't really like at all. But I, I thought it was decent. I, I like Sleepy Hollow quite a bit, honestly. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're wrong, but whatever. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you got one? Uh, yeah, um, here's another one that people might rip me f- apart for, but I will put a little, I will put a little uh, uh, asterisk beside it. I'm going to say The Evil Dead from 1981. I think it's overrated. And I only say that because I think Part 2 is essentially a remake of that film, and it, and it does it better. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be less serious, mm-hmm. the remake. You know what I mean? They're like, uh, I, I, I love Evil Dead. Um, I love the first one more than all the others. But uh, I like how they, they, you know, watching these people and having a real feel. It's like, you know, some people would say Night of the Living Dead is an overrated film. Dawn of the Dead is an actual good film. But you have to realize that what I, the way I look at it, and they see, that's the thing is, when I look at it, I see people passionate about what they're doing, making a, uh, you know, a, a horror movie with no money, and then they're trying to be a serious horror movie. So yeah. I kind of look at it like that way. Now, if I'm looking at a fun horror movie, I'm not going to watch Evil Dead. I'm going to watch Army of Darkness. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. You know, it's it's really weird. But okay, I can understand how you see that would be an, an overrated film. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying I hate it either. I, I like I like it, but I just uh, I prefer when whenever I have the choice, I prefer to watch Evil Dead Two over Evil Dead One. That's just me right. personally. But, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what's lacking in Evil Dead Two? Cheryl's tits. <laughs> I mean, if if the one Bobby Joe would have fucking whipped her tits out and got pushed with that fucking tree in the cunt, then yeah, maybe they would be <laughs> equal in my head. But that just didn't happen. So Sam Raimi remake it and make her, you know, get so the tits so out. So basically, what you're telling Sam Raimi is he's got to make some more movies with lots of tree rape in it. Uh, well, why did he ever stop? 
<laughs> my question. That's my question. No, then he then he just started making some movies where the movies actually raped the viewers instead. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so Evil Dead, that was a fucking crazy one. I didn't expect Evil Dead to come out of yeah, that. I, I told you I'd probably have someone on these lists that might get people offended. So. Well, I I had a bunch of good beer for you, but I'm dumping them. No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Here, I, I watched this movie, because obviously you can't say, you know, oh, it's an overrated movie if you didn't watch it. Uh, I watched this movie, and I don't like it, and it's just basically... you, you it, The movie was a hit because of who was in it, not the the the, the meat of the movie, and I think uh, See No Evil was just a stupid movie. And I don't care. Oh, yeah, the, the one with Kane in it? Kane in it. Yeah, I'm like, and now they, make it, they made another one or something like that, and I'm like, okay, it's got a sequel. Guaranteed shit movie now. Uh, from uh, what I've heard, the sequel is decent. Okay. Yeah. I watched um, it, and I'm just like, here's my problem. Here's my problem. Now, maybe you can agree with this. You have to feel... I got told this a long time ago, and I didn't really think about it, and now I'm starting to see it. You have to feel for these characters. Mm-hmm. You have to feel like oh, I don't want this one to die. I don't want that one to die. You know, you know, you need to work on it. Just shut up, Chris. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, overrated. Yeah, I I haven't heard too many people uh, talking John Carpenter's vampires up. I'm just watching Chris. He just put a comment down, but uh, I can see what um, you mean because it's not really one of my favorite vampire movies. Unless unless he's saying that is his favorite vampire movie, which um. You know, my wife would agree with you on that one, but it's not a bad. Movies. It's not a bad movie, but you need to watch more vampire movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so hi, Chris. Uh, you have to feel for the characters, and they're all shit bags in that movie. Yeah. I uh, I want I want them to get killed. They're not good people. And I'm like, wait a second, why do you keep on throwing dirt bags into these films and expecting for us to root for them so they don't get killed? Kane is doing everyone a favor. Get them out of the fucking system. I don't want to pay for their fucking tax support anymore. Fuck you. Kill them. And I mean, yeah. I, I look at I look at most of these films and I see people that I want to die. They should have died before the film was even made. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. So... Yeah. A lot of times you see uh, modern sort of slasher movies where they don't quite get the point that a lot of the classic slasher movies made where um, the killer, whether it was a conscious decision by the writers or not, imposes a certain morality on these people. And, yeah. you know, some of these, I mean, a lot of the people in the Friday the 13th movies, sure, they had sex or whatever or enjoyed a good time, but it's not like they were bad people. Right. But Jason saw them that way and, yeah. and killed them for... Now, these actually guys were, were bad people. Yeah. And and the thing is, like, if you look at the um, Alice in the first one, Amy Steele, things mm-hmm. like that, they're the ones that aren't actually, they're they're not smoking heroin in the back while they're punch fucking their sister. They're actually <laughs> just really nice people that are just trying to have fun at summer camp, and they're not doing, but just crazy assholes going around and killing everybody. Yep. Um, if you look at Psycho, she's just trying to get a room. That's all she's trying to do. <laughs> She just wants a room. Now, but if she, you look at Chains, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there's the other side of the coin. How many times did they say, you don't want to go over there? That was dangerous. <laughs> you don't want to go trespassing on people's property. Hey. Uh, and uh, there you go. 
I'll, I'll say this, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I enjoyed seeing Franklin get killed because I was so annoyed by that character. Sally! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sally, get back and push down. <laughs> push me, Sally, push me. Yeah. I can't push you, Franklin. <laughs> uh, I, I, and the funny thing is, uh, he actually annoyed the whole cast. Yeah, he, that, he he never left. He never left Franklin. He never left Franklin alone. He kept. He stayed with Franklin. And that. he's like, he's like, and, well, Paul died. He died. Yeah, um, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know, he's old and cancer and stuff. But yeah. uh, you know, which sucks. His name was Paul because people named Paul awesome. Uh, <laughs> they said they love him. They love Paul. They loved working with Paul. Outside of Franklin, but he never let Franklin go, so they hated him. <laughs> so they they actually had to like, after the movie was over, get to know Paul again, so they could actually stand him. <laughs> and I'm like, that's pretty. That's a good method actor. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, method method actors do have that sort of reputation. So he was actually, and he didn't really work in much after Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think he only had a couple film roles, didn't he? Yeah, it wasn't if much. Anything. You know? Yeah, so that's kind of unfortunate because it sounds from from the from the sounds of it, he was probably a really good untapped method actor. Who could yeah, I mean, it. I mean, and and he he came out of it basically unscathed, which is pretty interesting. I mean, he wasn't playing; he was just playing an annoying cripple, which is you know fine. Yeah. But uh, some people can get get method actor going on, and they just go nuts. Yeah. You want to know how I got these scars? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw another one out there that uh, I think, is, you know, if you're going to mention a Raimi film, how about Drag Me to Hell? I thought it was fucking stupid. I didn't like it that much. Uh, it was, it was it okay. Was just, I'm watching this I, going, really? I, I thought he was, I thought he was trying to, I, I thought it was a really hyper slicked up version of his sort of, like, the stuff he's known for back in the 80s. I and, thought he was trying to mock himself. Oh, it it almost felt like it, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it reminded me almost of Thinner. Thinner. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. You fucked over the one old guy, so he put a curse on you. Oh, you wouldn't mm-hmm. give me a loan, so I'll fucking. Oh, what? Really? <laughs> so, yeah. So. I I didn't think it was a bad movie, but I thought it was like, uh, Raimi, you're trying too hard to like sugarcoat and gloss over what made you really great in the in the eighties, and I think. I think that was unfortunate. It was too slicked up. I think that's the problem. It, it felt like a remake of one of his '80s films, and it kind of lost the edge to it. I think. Mm-hmm. I uh, um, it's your turn. I I left the three that would get the most shit for the last. Okay, well I'll uh I'll just name one that we kind of mentioned earlier. Anyway, uh, the Paranormal Activity series. I fucking hate. Oh, I never one. watched it, so I couldn't put it on the list. Fucking terrible shit. I hate them. Yeah. I hate them all. Uh, so we'll, let's just re- go right to yours so we can get off this and get on to another uh, topic here. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. House of the Thousand Corpses. What a shitty film. I don't like it either. You take, you take, okay, you plagiarize seven other films. You take all their best bits. You throw it on the fucking piece of paper, and then you smear it with Rob Zombie's worthless creativity. Creativity and, and weird. Look how weird I am. Let's yeah. get. Uh, let's actually start actually having a plot line and let's jump to Sherry Moon Zombie doing this for some fucking reason. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like <laughs> you're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. I can't stand you as a director. I hate your fucking. 
your wife needs to get shot in the head because well not really. <laughs> but not really. I'm talking to the character she plays. Is yeah. annoying and I don't find her sexy at all. She's just really irritating. And and my friend uh my friend loves Sherry Moon Zombie with a passion and I just can't get it. I just can't stand it. Uh, uh, I mean like good for him, but uh, you know, it's called standards, raise them. Yeah, I didn't um, I didn't I didn't like that movie either. Um it was now, just it was such a derivative ripoff of all kinds of stuff. I mean, I, I get it. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, I get Rob, it. Okay. Rob, Rob, Rob Zombie, is, he's, he's a big fan of se- of 70s exploitation films. I get it. And he loves them all. I get it. But this is a guy who somehow got the money to basically put all the shit he loves up in his one movie and had basically no one to tell him maybe he should have written a good story to go with it and maybe interesting characters. Yeah. Now, the one character that I actually thought would be interesting to, to play off of and have a little bit more craziness was the uh, was the Doctor Underground. Mm, yeah, Doctor Satan. Yeah. yeah, that would have been a great playoff film to throw it more into those lines of twisted, cut up, you know, like people getting hung up and this and this, eating their skin, that, like weird shit like that, but have a long, elongated plot that runs around it where you're not jumping from shit to shit to shit the whole time. Yeah, he and, was too. He he was too busy making Texas Chainsaw Massacre the next the next generation. Yeah, and and <laughs> I mean he was just making another music video in my eyes because all of his music videos don't make sense and they're all artistic and they're just stupid. That's what it felt like. Like that goes back to what we were talking about with the Crow, where the film feels very dated because it's got that MTV sort of sensibility to it. Yes, I'm just I, watching. I'm just watching the that was it. The hell, I can't remember the Headbangers Ball again. I'm just watching a music video. Yeah, Matt I mean, Pinfield talking about it behind my back. You know that kind of thing. The, that movie could have been good, but it, it was just he he essentially it was all him just. Spurting his film uh, influences on the screen and not really bringing them together for anything. Although uh, you might disagree with me, I actually like the Devil's Rejects quite a bit. I like the Devil's Rejects when um, I don't really care for the Devil's Rejects either because you know she she's just so annoying. <laughs> uh, she's really annoying. I just want to yeah okay remember Heather same kind of deal. Um, but when the cop catches the family and starts torturing them and hunting yeah. them, it's a great film. Yeah. It, yeah automatically, it automatically became a great film. And when the when the mom gets gutted in the prison cell, I kind of got to turn on a little bit of a heart on her. So that's pretty good. <laughs> so that, you know, that, was, that was good. I mean, and that's what I'm seeing. I'm like, Rob Zombie, I can spit in your face all day long. But the thing is, once that twist, plot twist happened, that film became great. So yeah. I can't, I'm not saying all everything he does is bad, and you know Rob Zombie, the band, don't really care for. White Zombie was awesome, so White Zombie was awesome. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, that's a good. That was a good one. House of the Thousand Corpses. I'm kind of glad you you agreed. Yeah. In, a, in a way, we can't all agree, but there you go. I mean, you said Evil Dead, and I think you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, your turn. Uh, well, I got nothing else on my overrated films list, so uh, okay, here we go. Yeah, uh, bad taste. Oh yeah, okay, I agree because that film is boring as fuck. Yes, it is. I mean, uh, who doesn't like a bunch of of aliens barfing into a punch bowl and drinking out of it? Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's great. But overall, 
it's just a badly made film. It's it just way too long. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's like really long. Hours, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, if anything, that was foreshadowing the three-hour fucking movies he'd eventually fucking make. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, by the way, when we do it, it's going to be four hours long, and there's going to be three parts. Great. Yeah. Um, I love that though because I'm a dork. Um, the last one on the list is by the same director. And oh. it's 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 a fun film. It would go on the fun film list, but it, um, epic, you know, deserves credit every time someone says it's the goriest film in the world. And, and no, that's Dead Alive. Yeah. Okay, I can agree with you. It's not. It's that. not that good to be that highly acclaimed. If you know what I'm saying, like people people see the blood and they don't see past the blood. Right now. I do enjoy. I thought I. I mean, it's a good laugh fest. That's the it thing. Is. Is it's, it's a good laugh fest. It's a good movie to sit down with a bunch of guys, have too many fucking drinks, and eat some pizza. You know, that's what it's for. But those films don't go into. You know, you can't compare that film to Jaws. If you don't, if you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, let's just say whatever you think the best film in the world is, you can't really compare that with Dead Alive. It's like, yeah, it's no. a great film, but it's not that fucking good. No, in, my, not, in my eyes, anyway. I could be it, completely fucking wrong. So there you go. It's very entertaining, and it's got great amount yes. of blood, and it's funny. I mean, you know, I when the, when, the Lord. When the, and, when, yeah, you know, yeah. that's great. And when the, when, the, when the mom starts oozing and squirting into the pudding, yeah. that actually makes me go a little bit. <laughs> and that's the only film that's ever made me do that. So I mean, congratulations to this movie, but it's not that 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 little throat thing yeah. is not going to make is not going to make it go into like world world renowned, if you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um there you go. That was a good one. That was fun. Yeah, all right. So we 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 actually spent an hour on our on our first uh, topic. <laughs> yeah, awesome. well, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, now let's 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 go into the positive side. I think actually, even though we were talking about ones that weren't so um, great, mm. we did touch on a lot of great films. And then yeah. at the same time, the ones the ones we talked about that were overrated, except for maybe like Scream and Saw and stuff like that, we were pretty positive about. They're yeah. good films. They're just not as good as they might be considered by others. So yeah, I, I, I think I think I think our disdain is more directed towards some of the like uh, uh, horror audience that overrates shit like this just because mm-hmm. it's the first thing they ever saw at age thirteen or whatever. You know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, because there's a, a bunch of films, the stylized films I just yeah. can't like. Even like, you get too artsy, like Lost Highway, and it just kind of hitters down the road, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Lost High would probably be a pretty good one for you guys to do on on this uh, podcast. Yeah. You, and Dan, you and Daniel checking it out. Uh, we do have some more comments here. We'll just get to those before we get to the next topic. Uh, uh, yeah, let me let me uh, let me see. Uh, I saw the ones that just popped up. Let's we'll see if. Uh, yeah. Holy God, damn! Chris, Chris is jumping on here. Um, oh. Greg, here's something about Rob Zombie as a director, something I only like his movies that were made in Ontario, something like that. I can't remember what it says. What does it oh, say? Uh, oh, Bell- that's Greg uh, Bell- Bylog. Yeah, it uh, says Greg says something about Bell Woods and... <laughs> Bell Woods? I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, 
Yeah, no, it's uh, Rob Zombie as a director is like a doctor performing brain surgery with a sledgehammer. Yeah, I could get that. Which yeah, would okay. actually would be a good movie. Yeah, he says, I don't know about you guys, but when I finished watching Halloween, the original, my first thought was, great movie, but I wish I knew more about Michael Myers as a white trash child. Oh, and I wish there was no suspense. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking as well. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Greg, because he remade those movies. I never watched them because the, you know... Uh, you weren't missing much. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. No. Uh, oh, the Phantasmagoria is overrated and boring as hell. I've never watched Phantasmagoria. Is that a movie, or is he thinking of Phantasm? Phantasm is a great movie, and that mm-hmm. bitch is ugly as fuck, but has huge tits. <laughs> Phantasmagoria is a video game, as far as I know. I don't know. Maybe there is a film. Maybe I'm... And it is also right a Dimmu Bergera track. Um, uh, Rob Zombie is a fucking hack, so there you go. Thank you. Yeah. I don't I don't know if he's a fucking hack. I think he's uh, a guy who needs someone to rein him in. Wow, um, fuck it. My favorite vampire movie is Blade and 30 Days of Night. Okay, Blade's And good. most recently, Afflicted. Afflicted? I haven't seen Afflicted. I haven't seen Afflicted, yeah. I do 30... like... Uh, I, I like the ghoulish, ghoulishness of 30 Days of Night. Yeah, they got the sort of feral vampires going on. Yes, I like that. Yeah. There needed to be more tits, too, though. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had no clue what you were talking about. Hey, that's me every day. Yeah, uh, join the club. Yeah, and there we go. We're, we're, uh, we're done. With the, All right, so uh, let's see. What topic should we go on next? Uh, well, maybe uh, should... how about uh, let's, let's kick it up to a positive note and uh, what's maybe some... Uh, oh, wait... The this one, the ones that were filmed at Black Oak are the best. I agree, Greg. There you go. <laughs> that, yeah, ten bitter, ten bitter years of cinema. Yeah. Um, let's go into the uh, more unknown okay. uh, recommendations that are right when just some throw some films out there that some people not like. I figured let's let's make a list of some shit that's some people might not know is out there. Because one thing that I've noticed with music or uh, movies is shit, I didn't even know that existed. Shit, I didn't even know that existed. And it's fucking 20 years old. i got to watch it. Yeah. And so, actually, this was, uh, this was the one I was most interested in hearing what you were going to say because I, f- I figured your list would probably be much more obscure and better than mine. So <laughs> I, I, did, I did one... I only did ones that I thought were like really nice that... that people should watch and then I did one that is is and really they're not exactly really obscure but they're just good films and uh, and uh, I made 20 was it 20 23 different ones that people should oh, check out and, and, and I think most of the ones that are on here you probably have seen all right but if you want me to make a list that's more obscure, then I can totally fucking do that. <laughs> well, let's just go what you have right now. Okay, what what do you have? Let's uh, you want me to start off? Yeah, we'll let you start off. As a as a Pennsylvanian, and a an appreciation of uh, Pennsylvania cinema, cinema photography and directors and stuff like that, the number first one's on my list that is a is a cult classic in my opinion. That um, if Texas Chainsaw and Night of the Living Dead never were never made, I think this one would have stood up a lot better. Is Midnight by John Russo? I've never seen that one. Well, there you go. Boom, right off the list. Watch it. Yeah. Okay, uh, should I keep going? Yeah, go ahead. All right, okay, another great one from Mexico. Uh, a beautiful array of vaginal bush, which is great. <laughs> um, and uh, 
and it deals with the occultism that I, I grew up loving. I, I, I've always loved Satan. I want you to understand that, people. Satan, <laughs> love him. I want to have his babies. Um, I like the uh, the um, innocence. I like the way it shows the, the, the kind of uh, sycophant nature of zealots is Alucarda. I've heard of that one. I haven't watched That's it. It's a really good film, and I like the way... Um, it shows they have they. I, I guess I didn't know this, but the term for actually basically whipping the fucking shit out of yourself in the name of God is called flatulation, which is mm-hmm. weird because I thought that was pooping, like farting. But yeah, they <laughs> then these the 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 they're in a they're in a uh, convent, um, and when they actually flatulate themselves, they wear these robes. These and they're not like your n- normal nuns. They're uh, they're these like just basically they're wrapped up like mummies. These nuns, and and I was wondering at first when I first watched the movie, why is there like red and brown stains all over these garbs? It's they're just bandages. They just wear bandages. They beat the shit out of themselves because they're scared or whatever, and then they just wrap themselves back up, and that's it. It's blood. They were basically walking around the whole time covered in old blood rags, and I was like, that's it, that in itself is fucking creepy enough. Never mind the you know you know Satan worship and all this stuff. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, um, yeah Alucard, I give that one a go. Uh, cool. Let's see. Uh, number three on my list right here um, is one that any gore hound needs to see. Uh, if you like the goreness and if you like uh, really well done like independent films and stuff and short films, because this one's actually a short film, it's only about 14 minutes long, is Roadkill, The Last Days of John Austin. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, you linked that on my Facebook. I watched that. Yeah. yeah that's that's definitely a, worth watching. That's a, that reminded me. That actually reminds me of me in the old days back in the trailer where we just didn't give a fuck about anything. That was, <laughs> it was really good times. Uh, actually, by log, just to hold, hold on to that thought. Uh, I'll just run down my just just so because Greg said it. Let me run down my list to number uh, twenty twenty one, which is the burning from nineteen eighty one. Oh yeah, the burning's awesome. The burning is awesome. So uh, d- great choice there, Bylog. That um, yeah, the burning is great, and you actually get to see George Costanza in it. You know, who? There you go. And you get the guy who played the uh, oh, what the hell's his name? He played the uh, Indian guy in the Short Circuit movies. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He's in there being a dork. You know, yeah. that's, that's how. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's so good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I, I, my wife has never. I don't think she's ever seen Short Circuit, so I got to buy it so she can watch it because that's a really fun film too. Uh, <laughs> Disassemble, Dead. Yeah. Uh, number four. Is probably one that Lee is is familiar with. Nightmare City. Yes, Nightmare City. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great one, and it shows more of the plague kind of aspect of things, not so much zombies like Hell of the Living Dead. It's more of, of uh, a, a plague upon the earth, if you know. Yeah, what I mean. if if you thought uh, if you thought Twenty Eight Days Later was like the first crazy fast zombie film, uh, you were sadly mistaken. Uh, yeah. So Chris, you were sadly mistaken. <laughs> Night- Nightmare City is. I, I actually think that's the first fast zombie film I can think of. Yeah, and, and yeah. when it, when there was the you know government takeovers and everything in the film is pretty interesting. Hmm. Uh, I never starring, watched. I, starring the heartthrob Hugo Stiglitz. Yeah. Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Chris just popped up one. It's called uh, House of the the Devil. I've never watched House of the Devil. 
Oh, yeah. House of the Devil's awesome. Uh, Ty West, he mentions, is a great director. Actually, one of the movies he mentioned there is on one of my other lists. So. Oh, good. Well, uh, we're running down the thing again. Beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful uh, tits. And uh, well, uh, what I was going to say is the uh, shit. Good plot, good film filmography or film quality, great special effects for the age and the time. And I just the shower scene in this, and you know what I'm saying, you just automatically think tits. But if you watch this, the shower scene in this is just great special effects. The Prowler. Prowler, yeah, okay, yeah. That and oh my god, if you watch that film. You'll be blown. It just remember it was made in 1980. Yeah. You know, I think it was released in 81 finally. But like the special effects in those films are just great. That one uh, gets overlooked a lot. It does. It does, and that's why it's on this fucking list. Son. Going back to Sam Raimi, the master of disaster, um, Intruder, great, great film. I haven't watched that one yet. I, I just listened to a podcast the other night ta- reviewing that film. I got to watch that da- film. Danny Hicks, man, going to town. You get to see Ted. You get to see Sam. It's uh, you get to see it. Actually, if you if you find this for sale, it actually um, it actually sells based on the fact that Bruce Campbell's in it. Yeah, because they, they 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 sold the film on him being in it, and he's only in it for what five minutes or something. No, he's in it for literally five seconds. <laughs> literally five seconds. Um, Back, uh, go. I like to uh, collect. Now, there's a little bit of dispute when this actually came out because I see it in 1981, and then I, every time I also see it, I see it in 1982. So I really don't know when this film came out, but um, it doesn't matter. I, I like to was, collect. I thought it was. I thought it was the late 80s that that film. Well, was. No, that's that's Intruder. I'm talking about number seven. I'm actually oh, moving okay. on. Oh, okay. Um, is Madman? Madman. Yes, that's a good one. That's got. Uh, What's what's her face from uh, Galen Ross from uh, Dawn of the Dead in it? Oh yeah, yep. And uh, the the best is uh, I I like uh, folklore and urban legends and stuff. And this is actually based on uh, it's actually based on the uh, uh, a legend from New York. Mm. You know, and actually they they were they were having some some um, I guess they were having some problems when they actually made the film because someone else was making a film based off the same legend. So they had to do some some this or that to actually get the film to actually come out. But yeah, Madman, that's a that's a really great one. I like to try. Um, I have this thing. I want to try to collect all the horror movies from the year of my birth was 1981. Oh yeah, so I saw I, you make a comment about that. Yeah. Yeah. So every time I try to you know find a movie, no matter what it is from horror, I buy it if it's from from 81. Um, cool. And I just, I was like, well, I'll get, you know, there's probably only seven that came out, so that'll be easy. And I'm like, no, 700. <laughs> yeah, that was like the boom fucking year for horror movies in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's another one. Uh, I don't know, do you, if you like, I'm sure you like the, um, I think this is based off of the um, Lovecraftian stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, one one of these things, and I think this is based off the Lovecraftian ideological uh, um, stories and stuff, is, is mm-hmm. the, unname, uh, the unnameable. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's very, very loosely based off it, but yeah, <laughs> it's loosely based off it. But it, it's a, it's one of those ones. The Enameable, It's a great, it's a great film. I think uh, Jeffrey Combs is in it for a very short amount of time. Uh, I, I can't remember. One, he might be one of the kids that gets fucking slaughtered because it's <laughs> actually a little. It was way before the Reanimator came out, I think. But um, 
I can't remember that off the top of my head. He was in something that I saw recently that I was like, oh shit, it's Jeffrey Combs. But uh, the Enamable, a really great monster, really great effects. Uh, Storyline's actually pretty good, and this, the cinematography is good. It's, a, it's really well filmed. It's a good film. But it's one of those ones that I actually never even heard of until I watched it. Yeah, I, I actually watched that and the sequel on VHS back in the day. Yeah, I have the Unnameable 2 on DVD, but I have I have yet to find the Unnameable original for sale. Hmm. Um, okay, well, just uh, if you want me to just keep on carrying on, yeah, I'll just keep let's on. go through your whole list, yeah. Okay, here's one. Um, we talked about it briefly because uh, I know I put this one down on the your comments in one of the other. Shit, flicks. What do you do that? You know that no, horrible no, podcast that we're on right horrible now. Horrible podcast. They must be yeah. destroyed on site. Yeah, that horrible podcast that we're doing right now. That thing. Anyway, I put it mm-hmm. on there. Deranged, a great film. It's 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 got it's a little bit of accoutrements to make it a little crazier, but yeah. it's, it's it's so far from what I've actually seen as just a horror movie and a, not a documentary. But as a regular horror movie, it's the closest adam- adaptation to the real story of, of Ed Yeen. Yeah, I agree. And it's not perfect. Don't get me get me wrong. There's a lot of flaws. But if you want to watch a more real-to-life version, you watch Deranged. Yeah, if you want to see a better account of the stuff that basically um, informed and influenced the Texas Chainsaw Massacre... And to some extent, like Silence of the Lambs, too. Silence of the Lambs, Psycho. I mean, yep. the, the list goes on. Yeah, yeah. Give out, give deranged guy. The nice thing is, another one on my list uh, comes. It comes on the same disc. Is Mobile Hell. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. which is a real fun flick. It's it's more of the fun flick than you know. But at the same time, it's one of those ones that you know everyone. But no one's ever watched it. If you, yeah. I, I find that a lot. Oh yeah, I know that. No, you are no, I don't watch it. You should watch it. It's fun. It's a fun film. Um, going into the crazier, uh, I think this one actually was made in that by an Italian director, but I can't remember. But Bloody Moon, Bloody Moon, baby. I don't think I've heard you of get that. To one. See, you have to watch it. You get to see the, um, the absolutely. It's more like a giallo style, but not really. It's more just a hacker slasher, but it's kind of they tried to make a giallo out of it and it didn't work. Okay. But the, you get to see the most naive woman in the world. <laughs> I mean, if you it, just watch the scene, you'll know what I'm talking about at the sawmill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the most naive woman I think I've ever seen. To, to, to meet a woman like this, you know, I mean, like, I'd be like, oh, don't worry, if you suck my dick enough, it'll cure cancer. Great, go, 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 go. I mean, like, she had, just say it and she'll believe it. The most naive woman in the world. So it sounds like this character wasn't exactly striking a blow for feminism. No, no, um, it just, just naive, really dumb. All right, uh, Danny would hate it. Uh, <laughs> okay, moving on for a nice uh, twist, a nice change. To the normal movies you generally watch, this is almost a. I don't even know how to describe it. It's not an alien, but it is an alien, but it's not, but it is, and it's just a weird trip. Um, it 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 basically um, glor- it doesn't glorify. It points out the the horrible um, facts of addiction and drug use and things like that. Brain damage. Really, the one, the one, the one where the it becomes his dick basically. 
Yeah, the it's um it's just the slug thing that 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 lives on it on the on the guy's back and it, yeah. and it and it puts its little needle in and and puts this euphoric euphoric drug in you and it it feeds off you that kind of way. Yeah, really crazy film, really really interesting done. It's got it's got it's artsy but it's gritty, it's dirty. It's a good but, film. Well, we're thinking the same film, right? The one where uh, at one point he takes this chick up to the top of the roof and he starts she starts giving him a blow job and oh yeah and it comes out of his pants it's yeah. actually it's actually not his dick yeah uh, he does it doesn't become his dick it just it kind of ah. like sneaks through and kills her yeah that because that that was a VHS that I, that I saw like yeah. uh, bites her tongue off and stuff 20 years ago was the yeah. last time I saw that one <laughs> so oh, put me on your back Davy I'll make yeah. everything okay well doopy doopy doo I mean, I, th- I like the fact that you know, like like in the one that he's just like freaking out, blood's dripping out of him all over, and the thing's just sitting in the sink going, la da dee dee, da da da. You know, it's just stuff like that. It's just so fucking great. Um, here's one that actually, <laughs> this is really weird. I know a guy. He likes horror movies. The whole deal. Lives in Akron, Ohio, and has never watched this film that was filmed in Akron. I was like, what? The Dead Next Door. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a really crappily made film, but with a great, absolute great plot line. If you watch it, I mean, this the, the storyline to it is, is a really great storyline. It's really underrated, though. Um, I think what what's actually going on in the film is great. It's just really cheaply done, and I think that's why people don't really appreciate it very much. But yeah. if you, if you really if you just got done watching every fucking zombie film from the seventies and eighties and you're pretty much out of the stick, but you still want to watch another one, give Dead Next Door a try. It's actually pretty fun, and make sure you drink something while you do it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> get some get some get some Hop and Frog or some Thirsty Dog since they're from Akron, and uh, and watch an Akron made <laughs> horror mo- movie. Uh, so yeah, just like you know, a little bit of a shout out to the the. The brothers next door from Pennsylvania. You know, you didn't make a you didn't make a Pittsburgh quality film. Let me just tell you that. But you made an Akron one. So I mean, we're lucky. All the actors just didn't die from heroin or something like that. So that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's good. Um, now another one. We're just gonna keep the train rolling. Mm-hmm. Great special effects. Nice amount of uh, of um, female stimulation, if you know what I mean. But just a really good one, uh, and and more of that, you know, um, matricidal craziness that happens with a lot of these horror films, like Psycho and stuff. Um, this one's called Don't Go Into the House. Okay, I know that one. Yeah. That one is a really good one, and just it's just one of those ones that it's plausible. It is plausible. Yeah. It's a plausible one. Your fucking your next door neighbor could could be doing this shit, and it's pretty interesting. It really is, and I think that makes the. That, I think that makes some of the films the craziest in the world. To think that your neighbor could be get, getting away with this shit. Yeah. You know, um, I like the fact that that if you really watch it, he's just an average Joe. He's just an average Joe, and it's getting crazy. Le- uh, Leo put his favorites on in just a second. I got to go through this stupid shit list I'm making. <laughs> um, <coughs> um, here's some more. I'm just gonna I'm gonna run down these pretty quick. I don't need to explain them uh, since he's getting antsy. Obviously, I, um, these are ones that are really great. If you don't know about them, watch them. But Lee's gonna know all of them. House by the Cemetery. Yes. Great Fulci film. Give it a go. Beyond the Darkness. Yep. Beyond the Darkness, it's got some crazy stuff in it. A little bit of this um, 
great film. I like the I like the kills. I like the I don't know how to describe it. The relationship between the weirdo and the weirdo. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> um, if you love Giallo, if you want to start getting into Giallo films, uh, you know, always have that you know uh, classic image of the black glove with the knife in it. You know, stalking the girls. Watch Tenebrae. Tenebrae is awesome. Yep. Um, probably one of the best. Uh, if you're a fan, film, uh, a fan of Sam Raimi, and you do appreciate the odd camera angles, the odd camera filmings, watch Tenebrae for the almost best fade out pan in I've ever seen. Uh, literally walks, just walks away from this chick, comes out of the wind, out of the house somehow, all the way up the other fucking yeah. house, and then right back into the fucking house. I he have had, no idea how they did he that. He had some sort of special crane for that shot that he yeah. used. Yeah, and it, it had to have a 2x4 nailed to the end of it somehow to get all the <laughs> way in and all the way out. That was a beautiful yeah, shot. Yeah, that was a fi- fantastic fucking shot. Fun film. Here's another one. Fun film, good acting. The guy that's been, that played the detective has been basically in every fucking movie, but it's Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps, Tom Atkins, fucking Tom awesome. Atkins. Best, best yep. line ever for a fucking 80s horror film. I got the good news, I got good news and bad news. Good news is your dates are here. Bad news is they're dead. They're dead, yeah. <laughs> yep, but the bad news is they're dead. You want to watch? Okay, next one. Next one. I'm just going to fly through these. Mm-hmm. Um, you want some good shit? You want some good kills? You want some good stuff? Watch Torso. Torso is good. Yep, really absolutely. Good. Here's, here's the... Absolutely quintessential underrated Stephen King film. Unless I completely fucked it up and it's not a Stephen King film. Whoops. Um, Night Flyer. Night Flyer is a Stephen King film. Yep. What a great film. It's a really, really. Miguel Miguel Fewer, wherever the fuck is it, or Ferrer, or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, the usual badass in other films. That's a great great adaptation of that. Because that's just a fucking short story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I I wasn't I'm not gonna say Silver Bullet or anything because that's uh, that's a very well known film and yeah, everyone was... loves it. And you know, that's a cycle of the werewolf is beautiful and Silver Bullet's great in every way possible. But uh, Night Flyer is one of those one that not to say not to be punny, but under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, really great film. Definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, Okay, we're 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 closing in. We got two. Uh, you got you got two more left. If you right. want to see someone quack like a duck and kill people, watch New York Ripper. We're just done with that. New York Ripper. Oh yeah, that's a pretty. That's an yeah. interesting one. <laughs> yeah. If you want to, that's great. Um, and to the last one that is completely just. I think it's great, and the budget just makes it so crazy for what it is. Um, some alien action coming to kill you and eat you. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't go wrong. I Deadly Spawn. I knew it. <laughs> Deadly Spawn. Dead, awesome. Deadly Deadly Spawn made for through thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, and the film, the fi- the whole entire film was made for thirty thousand. How the fuck do you do that dollars? You you know where the entire budget went to too. It went to the monsters. It didn't it go to, to the monsters. It didn't go to anything else. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and uh, when the mom gets the, I mean, the, it they the part where the mom gets bit in the face. That's yeah. such a great fucking special effect for a movie that cost pennies. 
that it, it, just just to put a visualization in the people listening and the people uh, watching right now live on YouTube uh, to visualize this in your head. Giant penis monsters eating people essentially is what it is. Yeah. Penis monsters with teeth. It's a carnivorous, yeah, basically carnivorous erections. So yeah. <laughs> and so, if you, you really, know. if you really want to watch uh, uh, carnivorous or or uh, you know uh, uh, homicidal erections, watch Inseminoid. So there you go. Oh, Seminoid's uh, bad. <laughs> yeah. That that's okay. All right, so we should get to my list here. Okay, so uh, some lesser known horror films that I recommend. Um, one from 2008 called Splinter, which I think is fucking awesome. Have you ever seen that, Paul? No, I'm writing it down. It, it's a uh, it's a film about um, this sort of uh, black spiky parasite that's uh, in in basically infesting people, and it reanimates their corpses after it kills them, and and uses those corpses to go after fresh corpses. So it can then get into them. It's basically a parasite of it's some sort. It's almost like the uh, fungus that gets into insects and makes them go all the way to the top of the tree and bite onto yeah. it so they can grow. Yeah, it's interesting. Very, very much same concept. Uh, will remind you a lot of uh, Night of the Living Dead as well because it becomes sort of a siege narrative where the people get hauled up in the fucking gas station and these reanimated bodies by the parasite are outside trying to get into the fucking gas station and stuff. Really good, great acting. It's just like a low-budget indie film, but it looks really good. Um, next one on my list, uh, from 1976, probably one of the lesser-known films from George Romero that's sometimes sadly overlooked, Martin. Martin um, is a great film. And yeah. actually, I should have I mentioned that one when we were talking about vampire films, because that's a great vampire film. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the guy just buries him in his fucking garden. There you go. Yeah. Never knew so, never knew he was there. And of yeah, course, it, if, you, if you're a Dawn of the Dead fan, you get to see Martin as a cameo in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's he's in um and he he plays the uh, nerdy scientist in uh, Day of the Dead as well. The guy. Who plays oh Martin. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Um. But yeah, Martin's great. Um. Yeah, <laughs> the, the 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 part he has in the in the in the start of uh, Dawn of the Dead, he he has his face painted up to look like Latino like a, or like he's a Puerto Rican, yeah, Puerto it's Rican, great. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pigs, yeah. Don't go over there. Cool. The oh. end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Amplis, that's his name. Um, yeah. Uh, next, uh, a Canadian-made film from the same guy who did Black Christmas. Uh, it, depending on where you find it, it's two different titles, uh, Dead of Night or Death Dream from 1973. It's a film about this uh, uh, young guy who's killed in Vietnam, and his parents get this letter saying, oh, your son has died, but then he shows up the next day, uh, basically, and there's something very, very fucking wrong with him, but of course his parents are like, you know, they're elated that they got their son back because they thought he was dead and he starts killing people and there's something very wrong with him. It's sort of like a take on the monkey's paw in a way, but very, very different. Very, very fucking creepy fucking film. It's sort of a vampire slash zombie film in some ways. Really, really good. Have you ever seen that, Paul? No, I haven't seen Death Dream. No? Really, really good. Um, writing the list down to check out. <laughs> Uh, next one from 1979, a very overlooked slasher film because I think when it came out it was kind of too weird for people where they were expecting more like uh, people knifing people to death and shit like that. Uh, Taurus Trap. Oh, with uh, John, uh, Jack Plants. No, it's not Jack Plants. It's, um, oh, it's... Um... 
Oh, fuck it. Is it Chuck Connors? Chuck Connors. Yes, it's Chuck Connors. Yeah, yeah that's a Torch, good one. Fucking Torch Trap. Uh, creepy as fuck. If you're scared of mannequins, this movie will fucking freak the fuck out of you. Um, it's basically these young, dumb teenagers get in get stuck in a tourist trap, basically. One of those things you used to be able to drive along in the interstate and stuff in the U.S., you know, like horror museum or, you know, like freak show museum or shit like that. They get stuck in one of these places and, you know, they start dying and, oh, lo and behold, the surviving characters start seeing their friends return as mannequins and stuff in this place, guy's place. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, really fucking good. My next one, this is one that... Anyone who appreciates Friday the 13th should fucking watch to see where basically everything in Friday the 13th was ripped off from. Uh, two different titles for it. It's the Mario Bava film from 1971, Twitch of the Death Nerve, also known as Bay of Blood, which Bay is uh, is sort of, uh, it's sort of a giallo in a way because it has got that sort of murder mystery thing going on. But it's very graphic, very bloody, lots of nice tits and stuff. Um, and some of the scenes you can directly see were directly ripped off for, like, the Friday the 13th series. So it, it had a big... It's like a proto-slasher film, sort of like The Town that Dreaded Sundown, but it, not at all like that film at the same time. But it influenced, like, a lot of slasher films in the 80s. So it's really good. Probably one of his best films, too, uh, outside of the stuff he did with, like, Barbara, Barbara Seal in the 60s. Um mm-hmm. Next, uh, one of the uh, Roger Corman Poe adaptations, uh, starring Vincent Price, 1960s House of Usher, which yeah. I think is fucking great. Um, a lot of these films are, uh, I just warn people, if you're not used to like slower burn sort of films, this might not be for you, but a lot of these Poe films that Corman did were very slow burns, where it was kind of slow starting up. But then the, it, everything just fucking freaks out at the end, like just big fucking freak out. And this one's great, Hosa Usher, if you know the story. Uh, eventually the whole fucking host just starts to get destroyed and all this fucking weird shit starts happening, and it's really good. Uh, fucking great film, great performance by Vincent Price, one of his better performances, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, Next one, uh, from Amicus Studios, who were sort of the rival of Hammer Studios back in the day. Uh, they weren't known for doing standalone films all that much. Uh, they usually did anthologies like uh, Tales from the Crypt and Vault of Horror, the original versions of that of those films. Um, they did. Uh, this is probably their best standalone one. It's called The Skull, uh, starring Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. It's also a bit of a slow burn. Uh, it involves Peter Cushing's character getting a hold of the skull of the Marquis de Sade and the skull starts to influence him to do things. And uh, it, like I said, it's a slow burn, but it's got a great fucking performance. Like we were talking er- earlier on about how Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee were like great physical actors as well, where they could just sell a scene by what they were doing, not what they were saying. There's just one sequence where uh, uh, Peter Cushing has a sort of like hallucinat- hallucination dream kind of thing going on where he doesn't really say anything but he sells the whole fucking sequence. It's really great. Got a great soundtrack to it. Very uh, avant-garde kind of soundtrack going on. Just really different for its fucking time. Really great fucking film, I thought. Uh, I love it a lot. Uh, Next one on my list. This is probably, well, I don't know if it's the best one in the series, but it's the one I'll 
I'll cite uh, Tombs of the Blind Dead from 1971. Oh, yeah. Good film. Yeah. Uh, like the films themselves in the series, there was four in the series. Uh, <laughs> the one you don't want to start with is fucking Ghost Galleon. The, the, the Ghost Galleon, yeah. Because <laughs> that, that, unless you want to see one of the worst examples of using a fake toy ship in a bathtub to portray an actual ship in a fucking ocean. Um, but Tombs of the Blind Dead, really good. The, the best thing about this series is the, the, the monsters. The monsters are these undead Templar knights who are skeletal. They're sort of like uh, European uh, revenants or whatever, more than zombies. And basically, they just go around stabbing the fuck out of people. Like, yeah. these, these, and they these actually people. do really portray good dead skeletal things. They really yeah, look good. Yeah, they, they, they look fucking great. Like, they're really great. Like, they're very iconic. I, th- I think a lot of people, they, they've never seen it, so they, they just don't know. But if they see these films, they'd be like, yeah, that's one of my favorite horror monsters ever because they're just so fucking creepy. They're slow, and they, they only react to sound. They can't see or nothing. Like, they got no fucking eyes or anything like that. So it's like... They're, like, hearing people's heartbeats and shit and going after them. Like, really, really good. Next would be, uh, from 1981, Dead and Buried, which is a slightly obscure zombie film in a way, uh, but it's more on the voodoo side of things as far as zombies go. Um, It involves a small-town sheriff investigating grisly murders in his town. Robert England. Yeah, Robert England in it, yep. Uh, and uh, Jack uh, Alberston, I think his name was, who was uh, the grandfather in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This was like his last role, where he plays mm-hmm. this creepy sort of mortician who listens to old-timey records and shit. Um, really good, great great twist in that film, I thought. Yeah, looking, uh, looking for his dead wife. Yeah. Yeah. But, but fucking, fucking great film. Uh, worth, worth sticking through. A lot of... It's it's sort of like a cross between like a really smart mystery film and just like a brutal slasher film at the same time because there's a lot of like great scenes like that scene with the nurse with the with the the victim that survives and he's only got one eye left and he's all bandaged up and she comes in with a fucking needle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, great film and my number one my last one on my list um, Nicholas Robes uh, Don't Look Now from 1973 starring Donald Sutherland. And I think Julie Christie, who was his wife at the time, uh, this movie's kind of famous because it's it's uh, rumored that the sex scene they have is was actually a real sex scene filmed, like it wasn't just faked. Um, but it's 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 basically about this couple who lose their daughter tragically, and to try to get over it, uh, they go to Venice to do some work, and. Uh, Donald Sutherland's character starts seeing this figure walking around the streets of Venice who looks like his daughter. So he starts following her around, trying to find her, and they meet these two psychics who say that they're in contact with uh, the spirit of their daughter. And there's all these premonitions, and there's a great twist. It's a very, it's a, it's probably the most artistic, smart film on my fucking list, I guess, because it's very um, surreal in a lot of ways. Uh, really great film, though. Great twist at the end. Very tragic kind of film. And, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll end off my uh, list of recommendations, I guess. Yeah, good films. I, th- there's only three of them I didn't see yet. I'll have to check it out. I actually remember watching Bay of Blood, but I don't remember it very well. No, oh, all right. Yeah. Or Blood Beach with the sand things that suck you down. Oh, they were, what, giant fucking oysters or something, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah they were just... <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, just other ones that might be really great to watch if you're if you're gonna do it is just make sure that you 
check out some of the classics like uh, you know, Last Man on Earth, on Earth and yeah, uh, you know, watch watch some of the classic horrors and stuff. Start start back and work it up. Well, no you're one gonna has... watch some. They're gonna watch some shitty ones like uh, ones that that you know, Blood and Black Lace, Color Me Blood Red. I mean, you got you have to go through some like Blood Freak and uh, Wizard of Gore. Yeah, you have to go through some of those and see. You know, they're all good to check out. No, there's no one who has an excuse for not watching Last Man on Earth at this point. I mean, you can find it in every one of those fucking 50 movie packs in Walmart. You can find it on YouTube. On YouTube in its entirety, yeah. So definitely, that's one of those ones you'd do yourself a favor and watch it because it's one of those ones that are just pretty damn good. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we move on to, I think, the the next topic to move on to would probably be the, like, the newer films that we've yeah. This is See, the last last topic I got to go over. Is the well, newer well, thing? We we also have uh, uh, what we've bought and watched as of as of late. I guess. Yeah. We, we can just we can just trim it down to what we've uh, bought as of late. So uh, we'll so th- this is basically like films in the last couple of years, horror wise, that we thought were really good. So mm-hmm. um, so uh, I'll I'll just say mine only go back as far as 2010. I, I cut it huh. off there. Mine started 2000. All right. That's cool. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. All right. I'll just go for ones that uh, usually sequels usually sequels have a real problem with sucking, but mm-hmm. uh, one sequel that just did everything right for me, and I, it's a really great film, was Red Dragon. Red Dragon's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Um, I really, really like the actor that played... Uh, I mean, he played great uh, as in the Harry Potter film, too, but... Uh, as in Red Dragon, he really nailed it. I think it was really Liam good. Liam Neeson, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Liam Neeson. It was. Um, oh no, uh, D- uh, Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get those um, two mixed up all the fucking time. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, Dark Man's awesome though. Uh, Wrong Turn, the first one was a great film, and I'm I'm sorry that they they you know did this whole let's do a thousand remakes over and over again. But the first Wrong Turn was well really well done, really well written. I liked the I liked the people in it. I liked the fact yep. that uh, um, I I learned that uh, an ass looks better when the legs not in the way. You know things <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good film, and and it really. I thought it was going to usher in some really quality films, but it it didn't. It ended up just. Did you see the sequel? Making... The first the first sequel. No, 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 I haven't watched it. Sequels. The first the first sequel's fun. The first sequel's okay. pretty good. It's got Henry Rollins in it. It's, it's yeah, I, I knew that. Funny. I knew that Henry Rollins was in it, so I'll give that one a go. It's not um, bad. Again, I don't like remakes. Um, this film was good, only for the simple fact is I went into it thinking it was going to be a shit fest, mm-hmm. and I think that that you know. That low expectation made something out of it. Um, it has nothing to do with the original story or original film. They really should have just gave it another similar title, not the same title, but The Wolfman. Okay. Oh, the one with Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, it was a good film. It was a fun watcher. I mean, it, it, it grabbed me enough to that I paid attention. There was decent stuff in that one. I agree. I yeah. I, I think there were some mis like that. That was a movie of, like a lot of production problems. Like they, I think it like took a while to get released, and they had to do reshoots and shit. But uh, for what they have on there, I thought there was some really good stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, they the the I you know I, I watch it quite a bit. The uh, the film itself shared only three names similar to the original. Everything else was fucked up. But yeah. uh, it was a good film. 
Um, the next one, we're going to go with the werewolf thing again, and this is a great film. It's basically Jaws and Predator mixed together with werewolves, uh, is Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers is awesome. Yep, it's just a really awesome film. Um, we already touched on the Amityville Horror. That's mm-hmm. a great one. Um, it's not as good as the first one, but at the same time, it's really well done. It was one yeah. of those ones that they just did, did it, really did a good job. Um, and now for my last two or three or whatever, uh, I'll just put down, it's the Cornut O Trilogy, if you know <laughs> what I'm trying to say there. The Cornut O Trilogy, which is the Shaun of the Dead. Um, yeah. Hot Fuzz and World's End, they're, they're great. They're just great films. I agree. I agree. Um, and I said this the trilogy because obviously they're not all horror, if you know yeah. what I mean, but they're all great. Um, now the last two, they're just, you have to watch them. They're fun. Chillorama. Chillorama's funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, Cadaver Christmas. Haven't seen Cadaver Christmas. Never even heard of that one. Yep. Get some Cadaver Christmas action and have a good time. All right. All right, there it is. Okay, cool. Uh, so I'll get to my list of uh, newer stuff that I've liked. Uh, and I, I should say, like, here's the, here's the thing. If these lists sound a little, like, unimpressive from people listening or watching, um, Paul and I don't really watch a lot of new films all that much. Like, we're, we're sort of like fucking hoarders who, who hunger for old DVDs of older films and stuff like that and try to get a lot of that shit. We, we don't usually watch, like... Uh, a lot of newer horror films, all that, all that much. Uh, Paul, especially, because he's even more isolated than I am for a, in a lot of respects. So, um, so, that, so that's sort of the reason uh, we're not like always up on the newest fucking shit coming out all the time. So, uh, here, here's my list. I'll, I'll start it off um, from tw- 2013, and uh, this goes back to uh, a comic Chris uh, made earlier on the on the chat. Um, the Sacrament by Ty West from uh, 2013. Fucking great! It's basically a retelling of the Jim Jones um, Jonestown massacre kind of thing. It's, it's essentially uh, they don't call it the Jim Jones you know thing, but it's essentially a retelling of that, a revisualization of that, and it's really good. I, I loved it. Um, the remake of Evil Dead, I really liked. It had a lot of gore. Uh, if people say Dead Alive, Brain Dead had the most gore in films. Uh, this would be a film that would rival it, I, I'd say, because there is a lot of fucking gore in this fucking film. Um, the characters and the acting and the story itself are not quite as good. They're not quite up to speed, but uh, for a remake, it's actually pretty damn good, and it delivers on the fucking gore, at least. It's not fucking PG-13 kitty fair or anything like that, so pretty good. Um, another one that really delivers on the special effects uh, would be Wolf Creek 2. I still prefer Wolf Creek 1 to uh, this one, but as far as the gore and special effects go, fucking great, really well done stuff. Next one on my list would be from 2010. Uh, it's called Cropsy. It's sort of like a pseudo-documentary style kind of film about uh, a sort of urban legend uh, killer in, uh, I think it's like Long Island or something like that. Uh, I seem to recall really well done. It's it's just it's basically the effects of an urban legend and a tragedy and and how they sort of uh, infect the psyche of the general population and it's hard to really explain. You just have to sort of watch. It's very uneasy. It's very uneasing uh, and creepy and um, I really liked it. Um, next, 
here's one that uh, some people might say is overrated, but uh, I think The Conjuring from 2013 was pretty damn good as far as uh, modern sort of ghost possession films go, uh, which seem to be all the fucking rage these days. Um, yeah. But, but, but I thought it, was, it looked really good. It was well acted. Um, sure, it's got that sort of uh, bullshit Christian angle going on where, oh, we got to fucking throw crosses at the guy to get the demon out of the whatever, you know, bullshit. But um, as far as, you know, it's, it's got that sort of paranormal investigator element to it that I really like. I, I really like stories about, like, paranormal investigators and fighting monsters and shit like that. So uh, really good, really well acted. Uh, it just looks really good. Another one, this is one we actually reviewed on a earlier podcast, uh, Kill List from 2011. Really great, uh, almost like Stanley Kubrick style film and the way it's shot and everything, very, very artsy and stuff, but fucking sort of a slow burn to like a really batshit crazy fucking finish. Really good. A lot of Satanists and pagan worship and blood and stuff like that. It sort of switches gears. It like starts out like a crime film and then turns into a fucking horror film. It's really good. Another one that's probably people will say is overrated, but I enjoyed quite a bit is Cabin in the Woods from 2012. It is kind of trendy and hip. I'll, I'll say that. But I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the way it sort of tears apart the genre in, in more of like a loving way instead of like, oh, we're so hip, we, we know all the things about fucking horror movies like fucking Scream did. Um, and the finale where they go down into the fucking complex underground and there's all these fucking monsters and fucking cages and stuff, I, I just enjoyed the fucking hell of it. Just, just picking like what this monster was influenced by from what horror movie and stuff like that was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, Sigourney Weaver's in it. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver's in it, yep. Um, <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of fucking shit in it. Werewolves, yeah. unicorns yeah. of death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that that fucking uh, mermaid or thing or whatever the f- fucking killed the dude. <laughs> yeah, crazy. That was the one he bet on or whatever. He was like, "Oh, I want the fucking mermaid. I want him to get the mermaid thing or whatever." Um, n- another one from Ty West, whose his name's popped up a couple times in this show. Uh, cab. Uh, the Innkeepers, really good. I think this is actually oh, probably yeah. the best. This is probably the best haunted house slash you know just ghost story fucking movie in the last ten years or so. Really fucking good. Um, great performances. Um, not too much of the fucking Japanese horror ghosts running around and shit. Just a lot more like subtle, creepy stuff going on. Uh, really, really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Next is Attack the Block from 2011. Essentially a horror film. It is an alien invasion film, but it is a horror film at the same time. It's like the Goonies on crack in a way, because like all the people in it, the main characters, are all basically young kids for the most part, pre-teens or early teens. Um, and some of them get killed. So it's essentially like the Goonies with balls in a way. And the, and the fucking aliens in it are great. The fucking aliens are... Some of my favorite designs for aliens I've seen since basically probably Alien. Uh, so fucking awesome. Uh, these, these black fucking wolf motherfucking things that, that just really awesome. You, anyone should watch it. Really good. Next, a zombie film on this list in a age where zombie good zombie films are few and far between. Uh, 2010's The Dead. Which is really good. It's 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 takes place in Africa, um, 
And basically, these are like Romero zombies, so they're all fucking slow and shit like that. And it's about this uh, white relief aid worker for the military or whatever uh, teaming up with this uh, black uh, soldier from an African country trying to basically escape the fucking zombie holocaust going on in Africa. And all the problems they run into are all sort of like problems that are so believable, like running out of fuel running out of water, shit like that, getting stuck here, getting stuck there. Um, just really good, kind of a bleak ending and everything like that to be expected, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's really good. I, I really enjoy it. It's like, wow, really great fucking zombie film again. Like, really good. Um, next one on my list, I don't know. Maybe some people wouldn't classify this as a horror film because it's not necessarily traditionally a horror film, but it's called Red Hill from 2010. Uh, I believe it's a either New Zealand or Australian film. Um, essentially about this new uh, deputy who joins up with the local um, law enforcement in this small isolated town, and it happens that uh, this convict escapes from a local prison who was put there uh, unjustly by the local uh, law enforcement, and now he's taking revenge, and he's like this burned-up, scarred-up motherfucker um, there's a twist to the story. There's it's more than there's more there to, to than what it seems, but it, it sort of plays out like a kind of a almost a slasher film for the for the early parts. Uh, the killer is walking around, although he's like shooting people instead of like stabbing them for the most part. So, but um, I, I really enjoyed it. Really, really cool. And the final one I put on my list is a shark movie of all things called The Reef from 2010. Uh, I think it's better than open water, and it's uh, a really realistic, and it's based on a true story, like open water was, um, real re- realistic look at uh, trying to survive stranded in the fucking ocean. Uh, they're like mo- miles away from the closest fucking island, and they got to swim to it, and they got a fucking great white on their fucking tail, and it's slowly picking them off, and just really effective, really good, great camera work, underwater shots, uh... You see the fucking sharks swimming around down in the fucking distance, and you see their legs and shit dangling under underwater. Uh, really well done, really tense, and uh, yeah, that'll be it. That'll be it well, for my. You forgot Piranaconda. <laughs> Piranaconda, or uh, Mega Shark versus uh, Mega Croc or some. Yep. Bullshit. Or Mega Python or Sharknado. Sharknado, fuck off. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a good one. So, uh, yeah, so we should um, we should probably move on to uh, what we've uh, bought. Let's see, what have I bought as of late? That's actually a hard one. Um, some of them that I've, I've, I've bought lately are actually ones that um, I, I mentioned on here to a mm-hmm. certain extent. Um, let's see. Um, oh, what the hell did I buy lately? You still there? Oh, it looks like Paul might have froze out. Hmm. The wonders of technology. I think Paul might have froze out. Um, you might pop back in here for a sec. I'll just go to the fucking comments section here. Okay. <laughs> Chris uh, from Beer Geek Nation says the most frightening movie I've ever watched was The Bible on the History Channel. <laughs> he says he agrees with me and says Splinter is amazing. He says Dog Soldiers is amazing. He also agrees with me on The Conjuring. And he says, oh, fuck me, and the ca- the fuck me cabin in the woods flipped the horror movie genre on its shit. I agree. Um, and he also agrees with me about the innkeepers. 
I think we're both uh, big Ty West fans, I, I think. Um, excellent, excellent director. I agree. Uh, since Paul seems to have conked out, hopefully he'll jump back in. I'll just quickly show what I've recently purchased. Um, I just, a couple months back now, I just recently got to the point where I got a PayPal set up and shit so I can start buying shit online. So, um, of course, I've been fucking grabbing DVDs and stuff that I can't find anymore because there's no real DVD selling stores in my area anymore except for, like, fucking Kmart, and they don't sell shit. Um, a lot of these ones I got are from the uh, Shout Factory. Uh, you can find Shout Factory online if you're not aware of them. Uh, really great fucking DVD company. They're basically the premier place now to get old horror movies and exploitation films and stuff like that because they do these really great special editions. Um, first one I got here, this is a Blu-ray DVD combo pack. This is the only way you can get it now, I guess, unless you maybe find a DVD copy on, um, eBay or whatever. I don't have a Blu-ray player, so I, I just, that's why I mentioned this. I just have a DVD player. Um, TerrorVision and the Video Dead. I got it for TerrorVision, essentially. Video Dead's not that great. TerrorVision's awesome. It's sort of like a genre spoof. Here's a classic one from uh, Toby Hooper, Funhouse. And you can see uh, the Shout Factory slash uh, Scream Factory. They do these like really great artist, artistic uh, new uh, lit designs for the uh, covers. And you, if you open up the uh, case of all of these, basically, you can get the original. You can, you can flip the fucking label and get the original uh, sleeve for these. So... That's cool. I like that a lot. Uh, this one is from Blue Underground, which is another good uh, DVD company. Uh, I just mentioned this one. It's actually in a Spaghetti Western triple feature midnight movies thing. Oh, Paul just jumped back in. You there, Paul? Yeah, I'm right here. All right. So I'm, I'm just going through uh, my purchases here, and then we'll we'll end off of yours, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I was saying this, this one... This one stands out because it's a spaghetti western that's actually directed by a renowned horror director. Fulci. It's, uh, yeah, Fulci. Uh, Lucio Fulci, Four of the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And really it is sort of a horror movie more than it is spaghetti western. It's got Franco Nero in it from uh, uh, Django. Um, but it's like got like all kinds of... It's like, it was like torture porn before torture porn was a thing. <laughs> Another one I got, They Live, John Carpenter's They Live. Mm-hmm. Bubblegum. Yeah, Roddy Piper. Picked up a couple of uh, Hammer things that I hadn't had, didn't have in my collection. Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell, yep. which is pretty decent. That's mm-hmm. uh, Doc Peter Cushing is Doctor Frankenstein, and he's in a mental institution experimenting on the patients. Um, pretty good. Then I got this three pack of. Uh, Hammer Films, two Draculas, and another Frankenstein one. Uh, Drank- Dracula, Prince of Darkness, and the really kind of shitty Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, which is like the last Dracula film from Hammer. That yeah. The easiest uh, Dracula kill ever. <laughs> By the so, way, I am Dracula. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> but if you love Asian tits, it's in it. Tons yeah, of them. they do have, yep. And um, and it was like a weird mix of Hammer Horror and fucking Shaw Brothers fucking martial arts and the yeah. If you like uh, if you like the um, 
Shaw Brothers stuff and you like mixing it with horror a little bit and the more uh, European horror, watch uh, Beast and the Magic Sword. Yeah, okay. Yep, I know that's that a Paul Paul Nashe film, so yeah, it's a good one. And uh, also, it's got Frankenstein created woman, which was probably the worst of the Frankenstein series, yeah. in my opinion, from from Hammer. Um, and the other ones I bought, uh, Dog Soldiers, like we talked about. Cool. Uh, the 1990 version of Night of the Living Dead, which is really good. Yeah, got P- Patricia Tallman, hot redhead, kicking ass. She did needs to have longer hair and stop being so angry. <laughs> Get in the kitchen. Get in the uh, kitchen, bitch. And uh, an Amicus uh, anthology film that I didn't have. I have all their other ones. Uh, Torture Garden. Which ah, actually yeah. Jack, uh, uh, I was going to say Jack Palance. I don't know if that's not yeah, his name. His yeah, name. it's got, it's got yeah. uh, fucking Jack Burgess Jack Meredith. Burgess Jack Meredith, Meredith. yeah. Peter yeah, Cushing. Peter Cushing. Donald Pleasance. Uh, uh, Donald Pleasance? No, I don't. No, no, Donald Pleasance isn't in this. Uh, one. John Carradine. It's got kind of. It's it's one of those ones that kind of has lots of people in it. And yeah, it's really it, I think it's got like the biggest biggest star names in any other film. Yeah, watch uh, watch um, the House to Drip Blood. Yeah, House to Drip Blood's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Halloween two. Uh, Ah, nineteen eighty one, baby. Yep, really good. It's got the uh, it's got the original film and it's got the TV edit as well. And finally, another John Carpenter, Prince of Darkness. Nice. So that's is Prince I, of Darkness the one that has uh, Alice Cooper in it? Yeah, for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he he basically just. He basically just stands around and looks like a bum. He gets one scene where he gets to kill a guy, and that's it. <laughs> well, I haven't been doing too much. I've been watching more than buying. Uh, I got a spoof called Attack of the Herbals, <laughs> which was uh, you know a, a um, Nazi-radiated tea that turns people into zombies <laughs> in Scotland, which is pretty fun. Cadaver Christmas and uh, Chillerama. Chillerama's cool. Then I went a little old school, watched Evil Clutch, uh, Pledge Night, uh, Last House on Sorority Row. Mm. Um, got into my VHS collection. Watched the Dorm the Drip Blood. Dorm the Drip Blood. Yep, the Dorm the Drip Blood. Uh, Blood Sucking Freaks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the uh, I didn't watch. Uh, I always uh, watched Killer Clowns not too long ago. That's just a fun oh, yeah. movie. I love Killer Clowns. Uh, it's just a fun movie. Um, and uh, I bought this one recently, but I haven't. I haven't had a chance to watch it all the way through. I just kind of gazed over it. was uh, Video Violence 1 and 2. Oh, I've never seen those. Yeah, Video Violence 1 and 2. And then what do we got over here? Oh, The Night Brings Charlie. The one that we were talking about before. The Night Brings yeah. Charlie. Naked Massacre. Um, the House well, naked... at the Edge of... Yeah, Naked Massacre was one of the ones... That's a great... It's a weird but great film. That was that... Was that, that guy was like a... That's the one. The guy's a uh, ex Vietnam vet or whatever, and yeah, he gets yeah. he gets back and then just finds a house full of girls, strips them all naked, and just kills them one by one. <laughs> yeah, uh, house at the edge of the park, which is basically kind of like last house di- on the left part. Yeah, a different yeah version of last house on the left. So I mean, that's basically it for me. Uh, mm. Cadaver. I we checked out Cadaver Christmas recently and uh, Chillerama. Right that on. was pretty fun with some of the newer stuff. I watched uh, Red, Werewolf Hunter, and Werewolf. Some of the new Werewolf movies that were coming out. Still haven't been really impressed by most of them. 
Yeah, most werewolf movies suck ass. Uh, we, as far as TV goes, my wife did go through the whole uh, True Blood series, which actually really wasn't that bad. It's okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, although it's kind of soap opery in a way. Yeah, well, that's what it's meant to be, though. So yeah, we, we, uh, she just watched all that, and I now and again glanced and watched it too. Um, yeah. But other than that, that's all we've been really doing. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll, I'll just check here for uh, comments, and we can wrap this up. Let's see here. Oh, uh, Chris, Beer Geek Nation wants to know where you are in Pennsylvania. I answered him. Oh, did you? Okay, awesome. Uh, Beer Geek Nation says uh, he, he agrees the innkeepers creeped the shit out of him, and he says, yes, tie west for the win. All right. I've got to say thanks to uh, Greg and uh, Chris for actually being up this late and fucking watching us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. I didn't expect to get anyone. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to end the cast now. I want to thank you, Paul, for joining in. This was a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. And this is going to be a fucking long edition of the fucking podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been longer, but I have a migraine, so I'm not on my game right now. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, where can although you don't um, have a horror site or anything like that, but you you do do uh, beer reviews. Uh, yeah, the beer reviews, uh, beer reviews on YouTube. One big word: PA Brew News. And you can also check me out on Facebook, which is three words: PA Brew and News on Facebook. Yeah. Just follow me there. Right on. So uh, we'll end it now. Uh, say thank you to everyone for listening, and thank you um, to everyone for listening. I'll find something to go out on, musical-wise. I don't know. Do you have a suggestion? <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Let's uh, let's go out. Uh, let's go out on a rock and roll track. Uh, probably one of the rock and roll tracks from either Night of the Creeps, or if we can find one for the uh, the ending th- song that's either in Madman or uh, the really rock and roll song that's in the end of uh, Killer the Clowns from Out of Space. All right, yeah, the Dickies, Killer Clowns. Yeah, that might be the one I grab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's end the shit circus with some Killer Clowns music. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye.
you for listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. For past episodes and links to Daniel and Lee's other stuff, please visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. There you can also leave them comments, questions, show ideas, and your super serious and very important hate mail. Or you can directly email us at hoglyreviews at gmail.com. That's H-O-U-G-L-Y reviews at gmail.com. We read and respond to everything. Thank you. Drive through.